And then they ate a frog. Wow. Zip. Zap. Zap. Zip. Zap. Zap. Zip. Zap. Pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Zip Zap Pod, uh, the improv comedy podcast where we talk about all things improv, all things comedy, and all things podcast. <laughs> Is that what we do? <laughs> no, we oh, don't. Okay. But uh, you know what? We we actually haven't talked about what Zip Zap Pod really means. Um, so for those of you that aren't familiar with means improvisational... Me. You mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of you that aren't familiar with improvisational theater, um, Zip Zap Zop is actually a warm-up game that we play uh, where you uh, just shoot around a word zip zap or zap uh so we're we're clever and we just change it to zip zap pod because we're a podcast and we had to think of a name really quickly and right. that's the name we came up with right and it's a really quick game wow i really that. wanted to do the name one pod to rule them all but that doesn't work for improv it works for the next lord of the rings podcast i've though, actually never we'll even seen lord of the rings so terrible i know uh so actually uh today we also by the have way i'm eric Oh, okay, my Eric. word. Okay. That was, that was really Well, um, in case you weren't familiar with who is already on the podcast, I am Hope Cherry. And again, we have with us Drew Stroud hey. and Eric Flick. Hi. And today's guest is Lizzie Roars. Yay, Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie. Hi there. Thanks for joining us. And uh, Lizzie does a lot of great things in this area, but she, she currently works for uh, NPR Illinois here in Springfield. And so I actually um, was listening to NPR the other morning, and I had heard something uh, that they said dentists are now recommending that you uh, chew on straws, like straw, like hay. Um, They said our ancient ancestors used to chew on sticks and straw uh, because it was ended up being really good for your teeth. And so uh, at the end of the show, they said, you know, they're recommending it because it's the straw that breaks the enamel's plaque. Uh, yay. Yeah. Did you catch that? <laughs> I completely misunderstood. I thought you meant like chewing on plastic straws. And that's why I clarified. To eliminate like waste. Straw being rate that, hay. rate that joke on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, the hesitation I, tells you all you need to know, <laughs> no, 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 Hope. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's Drew and I's favorite joke, right, Drew? Up top. I love that joke. Wait, that wasn't good. We just high five. Okay. See what I'm doing here? Why do you have a sound effect? I have sound effects because if we're going to go to the hackneyed level of those terrible jokes, (laughs) I'm going to be the shock jock radio morning DJ. It's 10 after the hour and the weather's coming up. Got Hope Jerry coming in with another joke. Wah, 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 wah. How's that feel? What is happening right I now? Don't <laughs> I don't know. Terrible, really being terrible yeah. joke. That's honestly, a terrible joke. Yeah, I hate you know what? that I'm joke. I'm pretty sure that Lizzie's a little bit more professional. Yeah, she's Eric. on the radio. I'm so comfortable right now. I don't know what's yes. going on. I should, because that joke was like awful. Picking a lot of stuff up, maybe. All right, we'll turn you up here. Okay, cool. Oh, good. Better. Now I can hear myself. There you go. Uh, that was an awful joke. Go ahead. <laughs> it was a great Thank joke. <laughs> Thank you. Did I say that was bad? Well, yeah. No. Okay. So, anyways, Lizzie. Hope I thought it was a good joke. Thank you. There you go. She didn't rate it, but really, she in gave her it heart, a t- she knew it was great. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So, <laughs> in addition to being on NPR Illinois, Lizzie also uh, is joining us because she 
is involved in the uh, upcoming production of Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Hoagland Slow Center. Slow down when you say that. Rocky Horror, <laughs> Rocky Picture, Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror. So. Yeah, Lizzie, <laughs> tell us all about yourself. Tell us all the things that you do, what you're involved with. All about your life. We have we have like fifteen minutes just to hear all <laughs> everything about everything that I do. Okay, <laughs> and well, time. Well, first I would I would be remiss uh, if I didn't say that uh, my my director might actually flog me if I don't say that we are the Rocky Horror Show. Oh no, uh, and not the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh my word! As unfortunate. Why? Uh, well, because they're we're not a movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm, can come I'm and take pictures, and you could call those. My Rocky Horror picture pictures. Uh, <laughs> that was a bad joke. That was really bad. It was a ten. terrible. The now it's my one turn. Was so much better. See, no, it's my <laughs> turn. I'm talking about me. <laughs> um, uh, sure. I guess a little bit about me. Uh, well, I went to went to UIS. Uh, graduated recently. I moved to Springfield only about three years ago, um, and I'd never done theater in my life. And the one of my friends was like, "Hey." Uh, she was talking about being in the Rocky Horror Show. She was like, "Oh, I was Janet a couple of years ago." I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. I was like, oh, so it's like the, the shadow cast thing because I was used to what Milliken and Decatur had done. And she goes, no, they do the actual musical. I was like, okay, that's the coolest thing ever. And so she um, forwarded me their uh, sign up for rehearsal. Or not rehearsal, for um, auditions. What do you do? Tryouts? Audition. Auditions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I was like, I, I went and I can't even remember what, I think I just sang science fiction. Um, and I got cast as a phantom, and it was a absolutely amazing time. I enjoyed the heck out of myself and danced more than I'd ever danced in my life. And by that, I mean I had never danced before in my life. <laughs> and suddenly, Andrew Minerich was like, let's do this. And I was picking people up and spinning and jumping and all this stuff, and it was amazing. Wow. Um, second year, I was narrator. Um, last year, I took the year off, and this year, I'm Eddie slash Dr. Scott. So I get to be this, like... Uh, can we swear on this podcast? Yep. Okay, can. cool. Yes. Uh, it's not a swear, but I, just, I don't know what your audience is. Um, so, uh, Limited. <laughs> not, not existent. Um, it's mostly shut-ins. I, I get to be, for the, the f- first half of the, the show, I'm this like sex-crazed rock and roll uh, meatloaf You character. can't say sex. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Um, I'm a character that's really into like boinking. Yes. Um, and I, <laughs> I boink someone on stage, and uh, it's really something. And then for the second half, I'm a, a very old German professor. Um, so really, it's both halves of my personality. I'm a, both Perfect. a geriatric human being and also, um, I don't know how to word this, um, I guess just... Horny. <laughs> Horny Horny all the time, yeah. literally 24-7. That's awesome. It's a painful existence. <laughs> oh, also on the podcast today, we have Elvis, the beagle dog. Yeah, Elvis. He's always here. You might have heard him shaking in the past two episodes. <laughs> I didn't uh, know that Elvis was a part of this, but now this is no, my favorite podcast. Man <laughs> to be on every week. <laughs> um, so, Lizzie, the other thing I think is like super cool about you is, um, and I know you said you mentioned you do like you just got into theater, but like I've seen that you also do like um, World War II reenactments, and I'm like really I like absolutely love that actually because I've seen like your costumes and I've seen you like on Facebook and stuff put like your stuff together and I like I want to know how did you get into that and like how do you get your stuff and how do you find people that are also like yes let's meet up and run around with (laughs) let's shoot at each other for a day (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so I got into reenacting because uh my dad is a historian uh, or a history professor and he 
was doing a, a talk on um, a World War I, a, a, an all-African-American unit from Illinois. And it was out at the Illinois State Military Museum here in Springfield. And I went out because I was going to support my dad and listen to his talk. And while I was out there, they had a bunch of reenactors. And these people at one point, they do like this mock battle. And I'm like, well, that's, that's kind of cool. Uh, and so I go over and they've got a couple vendors there that are selling a lot of antiques and militaria. And I go over and this woman um, starts telling me that like she does it um, and she's in this WAC group and WAC is the Women's mm-hmm. Army Corps. Um, and I was like, oh, so women do this too because there were, there were no female reenactors there. And she said, yeah, and there's this big event in Peoria uh, next weekend. You should come out. And I'm a photographer. So I went up and I was like, oh, I'll just do pictures. It'll be cool. And I met a girl there who did an impression called a war correspondent, which is basically a journalist um, who's accredited by the U.S. military to go and cover the war. And I was like, that's really awesome because I was studying journalism at the time. I was like, that fits right into what I want to do. Um, and so several hundred dollars later, I had my first impression. <laughs> um, and from there, it sort of spiraled out of control. Um, <clears throat> I started doing, I started with American and started doing Russian World War II. And then I got into Russian World War One, And then I got into 1860s. And now I do some Cold War stuff. And it's really gotten Ooh. out of control. I don't wow. know what's happening. Um, but it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, and I'm only realizing now that I'm about to move just how much stuff I, I have accumulated over wow. the past two years. Wow. So, like, what is it like to... Do you have to stay in character then, like, all day? Or how does that work? There's do people, like, come and observe you? Or are you guys just, like, out in the woods, <laughs> isolated? Is it, is it just a bunch of weirdos just hanging out together? Sometimes. Um, there are events that are called tacticals. I don't really do them, but it's, like... It's basically just paintball, but you dress in old uniforms and shoot expensive blanks. Um, but there's also... Uh, public events and those I really enjoy because it's much more of a the teaching side of things Um, the battles are battles Um, but a lot of it's living history which is when you're in the uniform and you're in you're in your um, quote-unquote costume but actually interacting with the public you're teaching them about what you do um, and you're basically just sort of living in that uh, fashion for a couple days I usually hang out with an 82nd Airborne unit um, because that's generally what a correspondent would have done. You get assigned to a unit and you just cover them. Um, So I go there. I live in a tent for the weekend. I sleep on the ground. um, And during the day, I've got a typewriter, so I write a ton of mock interviews and reports that I'm, um, quote unquote, sending back um, back to the States to be put into newspapers and journals and things like that. And I tell... Um, my biggest goal is just to tell people what women did during the war. Because awesome. a lot of time you just hear what dudes did. Yeah. Right. Like, no, right. women played a huge part of it. And you hear about nurses and, and things like that. But I'm like, no, there's also these awesome journalists who really were, were pioneers. And so yeah, I enjoy doing it. And <laughs> I should because it's a very expensive hobby. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds that way. That is so cool. I love that. I, uh, yeah, I, I remember going to... Uh, New Salem as a kid and I was like that's what I want to do when I grow up is be like somebody that you know is a reenactor like sits out and says like this is what people did and but hey you're living the dream right now like, yeah, but you were you were just Bonnie you had a fantastic reproduction oh, 1930s <laughs> suit on it, it was amazing really yes and I yes I love I love <laughs> being her she's great because she's perfect as Bonnie thank you and she she's my <laughs> best friend <laughs> You're a great buck. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
Um, yeah, improv. so... Improv. Yeah, Eric's... Uh, Eric wants to talk about improv. He's uh, <laughs> chomping at the bit a little bit to talk about improv. So, uh, yeah, so today we're going to chat a little bit about... Our topic today is uh, short-form improv, Yay. which is a... Um, there's, you know, three kinds of... Three major kinds of improv. Um, short-form, long-form, and sketch. Um, so today we're going to talk about short form and Lizzie, feel free to, you know, jump in, ask questions, um, sort of contribute from your perspective. Sure. Uh, first question, what is short form improv? Oh, yeah, good question. Oh, man, we didn't prepare for that Shoot. question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, short form is a series of scenes that are typically two to five minutes in length. Uh, it's probably most familiar to people because of... Uh, <laughs> Whose line is it anyway? Oh, that's Siri talking to me. I must have activated her. She wanted to get in on the radio sound effect. Uh, so short form is unconnected, though. So you do a scene, and you're out there for, like I said, two to five minutes, and then it's done. And then a new scene comes up. Uh, typically in short form, though, there's uh, some limitations that are put on the scene, and it's typically described so, as a game, right? And I would, I would, I wouldn't call short form scene as much when in in in, in describing it. Short form is, you know, like whose line is it anyway? It's complete games. Nothing is really related to each other. Um, but all these games have, like like Eric mentioned, strict restrictions to them. Like some games, you are are. And I'm assuming you've seen whose line before. I was actually kind of wondering if that show was like taboo for you guys. Like you guys all hated whose line is it anyway, <laughs> and other people just don't talk about it. No, okay. it, it's I mean, good. It's really good maybe, stuff. Maybe maybe when you like get further up the improv scale, you're right. like, I'm too refined. For <laughs> is, is there line? refined well, improv? What's interesting maybe. with <laughs> there really line? there are improv snobs. You are yeah, yeah. absolutely. What's I'm interesting not. with whose line though is the fact that like you watch it, yeah, it's really really funny, but you're only seeing their best takes. That's true. They so they, they, they take two and a half hours to get a 22 minute show, right. and that's not to say they're still really talented. I'm sure all their takes are genius and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so short form comedy it sort of started um, Viola Spoon uh, back back in the early days, like in the 19. Ooh. It was 40s and 50s, yeah. I think. Yeah. She started yeah. just creating exercises to teach theater. Yep. And then these were, were expanded upon and they became games. And that's sort of where we got to today is with short form. Yeah. There's other forms like Hope had mentioned that we'll dive into later. But what short form is sort of like, I think when you think of improv, it's what you think of as a, as a general audience. So what, when you say games, what are some of those limits that are put on the actors when they do those? Yeah, for example, like you could do like uh, a game called... Two line scene where two of your improvisers can only say two selected lines from the audience, and then one improviser can say whatever they want. And so in that game, the game becomes using those lines as more than just a cliche, typical line. Um, another game would be like uh, lines in the pocket. You get a whole bunch of lines from the audience. You put them in your pocket. Whenever you want to say something, you would pull out a line and you would read that line, and you and you bring it into the scene that you've created. But what's difficult is to take a scene like that that. Uh, is really self-contained and has these kind of weird restrictions on them and then connect that to another scene that may have as ridiculous uh, a set of rules that go with them. So short form is just kind of you're in, you're out. Mm -hmm. It is very short. Long form is different than that. Wait, that's next week's topic. Well, Yeah, but we'll just touch on it. I mean, long form is, is a piece. And it's connected, and there are scenes, but they all relate to each other. 
there's pieces of short form that go into that. So it's like making a movie, but with no script. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah long form yeah. Is, is a lot closer to that where, uh, short form is like a series of sketches that aren't necessarily related. I think an interesting thing with short form, uh, a lot of the time in long form or in improv and gender are told, don't be funny. Let the funny come naturally. I think with short form though, it's short form is generally more gimmicky. It's funny because of of the restrictions you're given to yourself. And so it, you have this feeling that sometimes you feel like you are being funny on purpose, even though it's, it's the, it's the, it's the content of what's happening that makes it funny. Mm-hmm. And I think that can cover up some of, some of the, uh, when you get into long form and you want those things to connect and you want there to be a meaning that, that flows through the, the entire piece, those, those comedy punchlines can sort of cover up that weakness yeah. that the short form has. Uh, at the same time, because it's made up on the spot, it can be really funny. I mean, you can have an audience busting a gut at something that nobody knew was going to happen, the actors themselves either. Uh, yeah, because it's made up on the spot, sometimes it can be really, really terrible. Yes, like most <laughs> of what happens here. Mm-hmm. Yes, true. Uh, what, what else is it good for? Hope, what, do you, what do you like about doing short form? I like it um, because I feel like I feel like you just have to react, um, and so I feel like it. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I feel like you have to just react a lot quicker. And so, as somebody that um, sees improv a lot of ways in practical applications of my own life, like I, I feel like in short form improv really pushes me to kind of find something that connects quickly with something that somebody just said. Like, um, instead of just like, I mean, obviously you shouldn't just be reactionary in every life situation because that can not end well. Um, but in, for the purpose of like a scene though, like it just, um, yeah, it moves things along. It gives, uh, it gives the audience like something to, um, sort of like journey along with you. in. so, but a lot of what we do in maybe our day-to-day lives is, is kind of like that. Lizzie, if your boss walks into your office and says, give me the two-minute spiel on what you're working on, I mean, that's your two-minute improv- improvised scene. So I think there are a lot of direct applications from short form. Mm-hmm. And there are improv snobs who are like, yeah, it's a little, <laughs> little gimmicky, like Drew said. Uh, but it really does fit into a lot of people's everyday lives. Right. Because... <clears throat> If you're watching the scene, it, you know, most short form will last. I mean, you're not going to have a short form game go for more than 10 minutes. Wow. Even yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that would be really long. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, five minutes probably right. is your average uh, or less. Um, so if you don't come to some sort of point at the end um, and usually there's somebody that's like cutting the scene off. You know, if you watch Who's Line, uh, Drew Carey cuts the scene off. Um, so it needs to sort of reach this like climax too for people for the audience to be like oh that was a great place to end it and even if it doesn't like it's fine but um i feel like you're you're pushed a little more to to like you know find a conclusion mm-hmm. rather some than some of the some of the games that's built in you know yeah. they're a guessing yeah, game right. where yeah. one person doesn't have all the information uh and as soon as they make their guesses the game is over so uh they they have those but some people may see those as crutches too you know, True. one one of the things I do like about short form improv, though, is uh, 
there are a lot of crutches. There are it's it's easier to get into. Your skill set doesn't have to be uh, quite so broad to get into short form. So uh, if it's something that people are out there and they're wondering, I want to get into to doing some improv. Find a group that's doing some short form, that's doing something like comedy sports, where it's a it's a competition type uh, show, which is a lot of what we've done with Capital City Improv, uh, because it's it's easier. You don't have to work on transitioning scenes and making long term connections. Uh, pretty much, if you're funny and you can get up there and make some jokes, you can you can do all right at it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Eric made the point. Capital City Improv generally in our current state, we are mostly short form improv we do sketch as well uh, but i think something i would not love well to see it. well i disagree well, you We're, haven't been involved yeah you wouldn't know so <coughs> oh, get out of here oh. so but i'd love to get more into long form um but we'll discuss that on our next episode but i think now i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty gamey you want to might as well call me a deer wanna, i call you a buck oh <laughs> you like to play what do you like to play? What do I like to play? Games. I do love games. Let's play a game. Do you like singing games? I love yes. singing games. Lizzie, do you like singing games? Uh, well, I've never played a singing game, but I do like to sing. So perfect, fantastic. <laughs> That's all. You Drew, need. you have a you have an idea for a game. I think I, we should because play. we talked about this a long time ago. <laughs> we wrote it down. So we should play some uh, Irish drinking song. Hey. Hope it has our coffee. Yeah, that's just Eric has his coffee. That's pure alcohol right there. I that's have not my coffee. vodka. Uh, so, Lizzie, Irish drinking game is a rhyming game. And are we going to do this where we have uh, e- each of the four of us sing a line? Yeah. And so we'll go. Eric will start with a line. And once, uh, once I sing a line, we'll pass it. Drew will sing the next line. Hope will sing a line. And then I'll and you'll sing. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And uh, I think what we want to have happen though is Drew, we'll you, you're going to rhyme. You're going to rhyme Drew's line. And then what will happen is, will you start the next round? Yes. Are we going to do all yep. four rounds? Yeah. Oh, man, this is going to be intense. Whoa. And it's going to fail miserably, and it's no, going to be well, great. Yeah. that attitude, it will. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, but want, what we need... Should we start with maybe me, so we don't put the rhyme on Lizzie? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Put the rhyme on Eric. Eric. Since he's the one that wants that to That was game. the name of my favorite Beastie Boys album, Put the Rhyme on Eric. <laughs> and we, what are you loving right now? What is something in your life that... You are just you're super ex- ex- stoked about, excited about, not Rocky, something oh. else. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> that was my one guess. Um, well, let's see, something I'm super stoked about. Uh, well, I just uh, reopened the Pandora's box of listening to the Hamilton album Ooh. last night. Yep. So. Perfect. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so Hamilton is our suggestion. I think we take Hamilton and run with it. So there's also what? there's a melody to the song as well. Um, so you'll you'll catch on yeah. probably. I'm overthinking it. Yes. Last night I went to a play. I saw a really great show. I bought a bottle of vodka. I really wanted to go. I took my mom with me. She really liked the play. She thought Hamilton was sexy. What else can I say? Oh, I did, I did, I My favorite character was Lafayette. I really liked that he died. 
I wish that I could be in that play. Really made me cry. <laughs> he was a great Frenchman. He spoke a lot of French. He danced around the stage and then he died inside of a trench. Oh, I Lynn Manuel Miranda is a really cool guy. He has great songs. I cried when he died. And he was a good guy. He sounded like a bog. I saw him shoot a bullet. I guess I'll rhyme with frog. Oh, I guess I'll rhyme with frog. Yay. Very nice. Very nice. That was if you, terrible. If you tune in for nothing else That's for this right. podcast, you should just tune in for that harmony. That harmony was hey. beautiful. Tight. All right, I nice. gave my contribution okay. of terribleness there. You did. So. That's true. Yes. So, so uh, let's finish up. Let's, yes. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Rocky information. Yes. Tell us about Rocky Horror Show. When can we see it? Where should we see it? Tell us all the things. So, the Rocky Horror Show opens this Thursday, October twenty sixth, at the Hoagland Center for the Arts. You can get your tickets at hcfta.org. Um, the show. Really, my favorite thing about the show is that there is not really a plot. There is no <laughs> coherent story um, other than the fact that Brad and Janet are, are heroes, if you can call them that, um, decide they're going to get engaged. They go to visit a professor of theirs that introduced them, uh, and their car breaks down, and they happen across a castle, and everything just sort of falls apart from there. And uh, from there, the show just, it, it's a lot of singing, it's a lot of dancing, it's a ton of fun. Um, we're having a blast on stage, and so I think that's why audiences keep coming back every year, because they have a blast, too. This will be my fifth show that I've seen you guys do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah I've come every year for the last four years. Five, this will be my fifth year, so yeah. And I always dress up. And people should really get their tickets, because they are selling out. Yeah. They, they really are. They we, sell out. We just got fast. ours. Yes. Yeah. First, I'm a newbie. So. Ooh, yeah. a virgin. Hey. Yes. Yep. Going to be fun, though. I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to it a lot. We have to send our usherettes up there to draw on you with lipstick. Perfect. <gasps> Done. As, as is tradition. Yes. Done. Perfect. <laughs> so. All right. Well, thanks again, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in for another episode of Zip Zap Pod. Thanks again, Lizzie, for Thank joining you, Lizzie. us on the yeah, podcast. Lizzie. You're the best. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm sorry I ruined your game. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.